Hi friends, it's Laura. Before we get to today's episode of Shelter in Place, I want to share with you a podcast I found recently that I think you'll like. Transmission Times tells the story of COVID-19 through audio diaries from people all over the world so that we can share our voices and experiences, even from isolation. It's a beautifully executed collage of what our world is experiencing right now, and it's made me feel less isolated and more connected during this time of sheltering in place. Here's a little taste of it now. This is the Transmission Times, radio diaries during COVID-19. Lost my first friend, Dale, to the virus. He could lose his roommate situation and then have no place to live. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to look at the doorknob the same way I did before. The lives that are going to be lost, people in other countries. Nature will go on and will go on. We're a part of nature. But I think inevitably I will get it. I work in a hospital. My children just bring me right back to the present moment. You can listen to the Transmission Times wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you'll give Transmission Times a listen. Now on to the show. Welcome to Shelter in Place, a podcast about finding daily sanity in a world that feels increasingly insane. Coming to you from Oakland, California, I'm Laura Joyce Davis. It's Friday, the last day of this week's Dreaming and Gratitude Challenge. If you've been listening, you know that last week was a really hard week for our family. If you missed that, you can go back and listen to episode 35 and that'll get you caught up. We lost our source of income and had to indefinitely postpone a dream that was 17 years in the making. My daily attempt to bring you a little sanity and hope was harder than usual. But this week has felt so different. Nothing about my circumstances has changed. But giving myself permission to dream big, crazy dreams and then actively seeking out opportunities to show my gratitude to others has, against all odds, made me feel hopeful. All week, I've been gathering your stories of being grateful and dreaming big, and I'm really loving reading them. Today is the final day of our challenge, so be sure to send me your stories if you haven't yet. You can do that by sending me a message with the handle at Laura Joyce Davis on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or on my website, laurajoycedavis.com. I'll put all those stories and thoughts into a special upcoming episode. Gratitude has been a recurring theme in this podcast all along, so I knew going into this challenge that just being grateful would probably help me feel better. But combining that gratitude with giving myself permission to dream big, crazy dreams has surprised me in ways I didn't expect. It's improved my marriage. Nate and I got married when we were in our mid-20s, so in a lot of ways we've grown up together. We're coming up on 17 years. We've had a lot of fun together over those years. But we also know what it's like to bring our marriage to the brink of disaster and then fly over the edge into new territory. We've had some big crashes. We've done a lot of counseling, which taught us that good marriages take work or at least ours does. Having kids has been one of the best things for our relationship, but it's also been one of the worst. What I mean by that is that we are crazy in love with our kids. We have no regrets about having them. And maybe 70% of the time when I see Nate with our kids, I think, oh yeah, I married a really good guy. He's a great dad and our kids worship him. 
The other 30% of the time when the kids are being punks or whining or fighting or putting a metal spoon in the microwave, even though we've just told them that they're going to set the microwave on fire, Nate and I look a lot more like disgruntled coworkers than we do like lovers. Even if we manage to keep our cool with the kids, it's easy to take our frustration out on each other, to remember that we're on the same team. This has never been more true than in a pandemic. Since he lost his job, Nate has taken the brunt of this. While I'm working on the daily podcast, he's inside dealing with one kid who leaves a sticky trail of breadcrumbs that would put Hansel and Gretel to shame and has mastered the art of dumping the contents of what she calls her tiny potty everywhere with the toilet. Another one of our children bursts into tears anytime someone is laughing, sure that they're laughing at her. And the third one is on a quest to see if it's possible to annoy all four of his family members at the same time, either by poking us in the armpit as he walks by or rolling his eyes and pretending he can't hear us when we ask him to do something. A friend of mine who's a former teacher reminded me recently that all of this is actually pretty age-appropriate behavior for kids who've been cooped up inside their house for the past six weeks with no end in sight, which, fair. But with all the bad news last week, we were all wearing thin. It was taking me twice as long as usual to write each episode because I was just so tired. Nate was trying to be gracious, but he was sick of being on dad duty so much of the time. He missed being able to go to a job. On Sunday, we had a Zoom call with our friends Paula and Brian. Paula and Brian live in Madison, Wisconsin now, but we know them from the year that we lived in the Philippines, which I talked about in episode 22. They met us when our marriage was failing, and they're a large part of the reason we're still together today. We often joke that they're our spiritual godparents. I can't explain why, but whenever we're with them, we suddenly feel called to be the best versions of ourselves. They make us feel like we are those people. They're the kind of people that we hope to be someday. We shared honestly with them about how things were going. They'd had a tough week too, and so we all commiserated. Paula suggested that we just take one week at a time, and every week we have a conversation where we give each other permission to say that things need to change. That night, after the kids went to bed, we sat on the back porch together and opened a bottle of wine. It was one of the first truly warm nights, and through the open window behind us, we could hear the kids talking loudly in their room. We both let out a big, frustrated sigh. I'd been thinking for weeks that I could use Nate's help with the podcast. I was struggling to figure out how much time I should spend on social media and promotion versus the actual writing and creating. I've never been great at the project management side of things. But in the past, our rare attempts to work together had almost always ended in fights. Maybe it's that we're both stubborn or that we get attached to our ideas Maybe it's pride, or that we don't know how to receive criticism because we're so close to each other. I didn't want to fight with him about this. I finally said, I don't want you to do anything you're not excited about, but I think if there's a way we could do this together, it would be better. Can you pretend I'm not your wife and help me figure out how to do this well? And for the first time, the conversation was different. Maybe we're both finally at a place in our lives where we can admit our weaknesses, the areas where we need each other's help. Maybe we've lost the illusion of control. 
we started brainstorming ideas, dreaming not just about future episodes, but about what our life moving forward could look like. The past couple of nights, we did it again. Each time I got stuck on an episode, I bring it to Nate and we figure it out together. He's been doing a couple of little projects for friends, and so I helped him dream about those too. We both had some small breakthroughs. From the beginning, we've been at our best together when we're dreaming together. When possibility is the thing that defines us. But we never figured out a way to bring that dreaming into our daily life until now. Last night as we talked, we realized that a major shift in our relationship had occurred. We'd been partners for 17 years, but now we were co-creators. And it was fun. It made our time together richer in those evening hours, but it also made us kinder to each other in the rest of the day. All week, we've been feeling less resentful and more gracious with each other. Nate said to me last night, I guess it just took a pandemic to bring us back together. Of course, dreaming together hasn't magically fixed everything. Nate is still looking for a job and I'm still hustling to see if I can support us with this podcast. We're still failing at parenting every single day and snapping at each other when the dishwasher isn't loaded the way we think it should be or when we leave our clothes all over the bed. But I have a sense of possibility after this week that I didn't have before. Even if my big crazy dream fails, Nate and I are learning a new way of being together. So today, on this last day of the Gratitude and Dreaming Challenge, I want to express my gratitude to my husband, Nate Davis, my favorite partner in dreaming. You've given me perhaps the greatest gift one person can give another, to be seen and loved, even though you know me at my worst. If I have to be stuck in my home for months on end, I'm glad it's with you. Also, I'm sorry I keep forgetting to close the silverware drawer and leaving my shoes where you trip on them. I'm glad we're in this together. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Shelter in Place, I would love it if you could rate it and review it wherever you listen, share it with a friend, and subscribe. Shelter in Place is sponsored by Brick and Mortar and Delta Wines. Even in these tough times, this family business has stepped up to be the first sponsor of Shelter in Place. When you order wine from brickandmortarwines.com or winesforchange.com, you can get 10% off your order by using the promo code SHELTER. If you order six or more bottles from Brick and Mortar, you'll also get free shipping and overnight shipping in California. The Shelter in Place music was composed by Chase Horseman at Reactor Productions, and the Shelter in Place artwork was created by Sarah Edgel. As always, you can find links to the things I mentioned in each episode in my show notes at laurajoycedavis.com. Until tomorrow, this is Shelter in Place. I'm Laura Joyce Davis.